the idea of you know why you need one is because you know you basically need to scale your presence and i feel that social media marketing is certainly a way to do that what's up branding experts are here at ebay design and in this episode i interview jody henneke and we talk about how to develop a social media marketing strategy i don't know maybe even seven 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 years ago or thereabouts you know there's a lot of people who would say well you know my business doesn't require social media strategy or you know hey my yeah. my target audience isn't using facebook let's say and um i think that nowadays that's that's uh that's it's not it's it's something you can't avoid um i mean basically <clears throat> social media becomes kind of the virtual version of what happens in in the physical world so your ability to kind of scale the types of things you do as far as networking brand awareness um uh, business development you know that that same work that that's been done for years traditionally uh by going to networking events you know physically you know being there in in a, in a community um is 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 replicated in the virtual world and obviously with that comes huge scale so um the idea of you know why you need one is because you know you basically need to scale your presence and i feel that social media marketing is certainly a way to do that yeah Also also you 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 have a lot of knowledge I see you well you know uh, articul- uh, can you you can well articulate on those uh topics so um how about the basics of social media strategy the second bit, so what is your process of social media of of coming up with the strategy Uh, is like you define the brand, find about the customers, and then can you walk me through the process so I can like sure. maybe find some questions? Sure. Yeah. So I think um, I, I think prior to a social media strategy, if you will, um, I think yeah. it's really important to figure out what your content marketing strategy is, right? So you know, I'll use I'll use um, our company, Hanneke Design, as as kind of a reference point. Um yeah. you know what our content marketing strategy is is predicated around two things one is um to create buzz around the work that we're doing so you know we yeah. we do you know we we design and develop um and then market and promote web and mobile applications so when we do uh when we set out to uh to we get hired to to build these um digital products we figure out you know what the success metrics are and then uh when we roll it out you know we we basically measure those and really try to figure out if we're moving the dial for the business uh that we're working with and then we produce things like case studies and and um and articles um about those successes and and our content marketing strategy is really centered around you know um sharing that information in and more of an educational approach not like hey buy our services but more hey learn about how we solved this unique problem or challenge within this industry so um we've been doing that for years you know just publishing that content almost acting like a a a publisher not not a marketer right like we're mm-hmm. we're just trying yeah. to create educational content publish it on our website and then the social media piece comes in on on how how then do you how how do you market that content right so yeah. where 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 and who is your target audience and what channels what platforms um and we always we always try to cast a, a very wide net when we start with a a new client and what we say is you know we make some assumptions about where we think the target audience is um uh, but ultimately you don't know until you until you basically try it and you measure and you could see um what's working and what's not from a from a lead gen and and uh activity standpoint so 
as far as coming up with the strategy, first is what is your content uh, marketing strategy? How do you become yeah. a, a, a publisher of content that your target audience wants to consume? Then where do you advertise that content online? And that has a direct correlation to your social media strategy. Okay, so basic of social media strategy, then the second would be content marketing strategy. Uh, then the, the, the next question would be, how do you create content? Uh, then would be, uh, who is your target audience? What social media platform, platforms they use? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, yep, absolutely. What else you can do? What do you think? How about, uh, how about like defining um, some kind of, um, oh, okay, so it's content, content marketing strategy that would include also the, the visuals or, or should we like have another question in terms of, Okay, so I figured out I wanna I wanna provide value. I wanna I wanna I wanna post about uh, graphic design, let's say, and mm -hmm. and then how about the like specify like designing some kind of a team so everything looks consistent. Oh sure, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean if, um from a tactical perspective, as far as um execution is concerned. I think yeah. it's really it's really important to have a a consistent identity across all those social media channels. And um, you know, I I went to school for graphic design. I you know I run a technology company now, but you know my roots are in you know identity design and you know all the all those wonderful um, traditional graphic design um, practices. And so, you know, I've got to, uh, you know, my eye is constantly looking for, like, you know, how do we make sure that the brand is being represented consistently across these different platforms? And with social media, it's, you know, I think a lot of people are, they, they want to automate the whole process where, you know, let's say you have a content marketing, you publish a piece of content, and then you hit one button and it shares it across all your different social media channels. You know, the convenience of that is great. However, from a, a visual and written communication standpoint, each platform is slightly different and nuanced. So one thumbnail, you know, that's shared in Instagram might not be optimized for Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, also the messaging, you know, and then how, how you, you tag the, uh, the other folks, your clients, um, you know, hashtag and keywords, you know, all of that can get very specific per platform as far as strategy is concerned. So I think it's really important tact, uh, uh, from a tactical perspective to make sure that, um, you know, everything is optimized both from a visual brand identity standpoint and from a communication standpoint uh, across all those different platforms, not just, not just to be consistent from a brand identity standpoint, but to make sure that, that things are rendering appropriately and that the content, the message is tailored to that specific platform. Yeah. So you need to respect uh, each social media platform, right? Mm -hmm. Because each social media platform is different. Then uh, you need to know how to use hashtags, keywords, and, and tagging. And then you want to be consistent from brand identity standpoint. So we have like Absolutely. eight questions. Uh, yep. How about like the maybe, uh, okay, so once we have, you know, this uh, content marketing strategy and we know where do they hang out, what kind of social mm -hmm. media should we use and how are we gonna, going to use that? Mm -hmm. How about uh, something about scheduling or uh, like an editorial calendar or something like that? When to post or how? Uh, 
yeah, at what time, how many times a day, and, and things like that. Sure. So, um, you know, I'll speak to schedule relative, again, to what we do and, and what works for a business like ours, which is, you know, tech, basically a professional services company. Um, what, what we do is, is we schedule, um, we have a, basically a marketing calendar, which, you know, again, is more like an editorial calendar than anything, right? And, and yeah. what we do is we, we plan on publishing one longer form piece of content uh, to our website every week and then advertising and marketing that through our social media channels. Um, and at the same time, we have uh, daily scheduling for intermittent posts across those channels as well. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to stay active in those channels, you know, so there's yeah. activity and there's something going on on a daily basis. And those yeah. things might just live within the social media channel. So, you know, it might link back to an existing piece of content or, or some location on our website. It might be something about working for our company, but there's daily activity um, that doesn't involve a long-form piece of content on our website. However, um, once a week, we do publish that longer form. And, and like I said, in our strategy, most of the time, it's basically some case study or article about work that we're doing. Um, but it also could be other things as well. And, um, so, you know, and everyone's so content marketing strategy is different. I think the way, you know, the methods are very similar. Um, but, like, you know, yeah. one of the things that popped to my, my mind is, you know, you have a, you have a podcast – you know, essentially, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is a content marketing strategy for you, you know, and yeah. uh, the idea is exactly. to then figure out, yeah, like this, this is my target audience is clearly interested in this topic. You know, I'm going to interview folks and, and, and create that, that content and publish yes. it and then, and then socialize it through uh, online. And that's my long form uh, pillar content, right? So right. I can do this like once a week, as you said, and then create some uh, smaller pieces pieces out of that, extract yep. some of the best, you know, like short videos under 60 seconds. I can use it on Instagram. Uh, and then, you know, just link it to my long form content on my website, to the whole podcast or transcription or so, yep. something like that. Yeah, that was a uh, mistake a lot, of, a lot of people made in the early days um, with social media marketing was, you know, to, to – to treat those places as the ultimate destination for content. And the reality is, you know, it's, it's best as, you know, creating the, uh, the headlines, you know, the abstract, if you will, something that gets you interested and then pushes you to click through to your uh, journal, blog, website, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. So, so the ninth, ninth uh, question would be to how to use marketing calendar and pillar content. In, in brackets, and the last one would be to uh, how about uh, what would what would you think? Uh, do, do you also offer these services to your clients? Yes. So um, I'll answer that one. Um, we uh, what's interesting is, you know, if if you take a look at our company and our history, you know, we're we're really known for for uh, designing and developing software applications, web and mobile, and um, in my mind for years, we were like the design build construction company, right? For, for digital products. And, you know, we'd always have clients saying, okay, you built this thing. Um, now help us populate it, right? Drive traffic and that sort of thing. And we've always kind of like, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, stay true to the core and, you know, Hey, that wasn't really our thing. But, um, I'd say about three years ago, we started to really dial in our own digital marketing and, you know, that's when we said, well, let's try to hone this. Let's figure out what works, what doesn't. 
and then then we spun it out as a standalone practice. So now the answer is yes. You know, we can build, we can design and build this awesome uh, digital product, and then we can also supplement that and help you uh, drive traffic, drive active users, you know, whatever those things are um, through uh, digital marketing. It is a very um, you know, we do traditional design work as well here and there, but the, the, as far as that area of our company is concerned, it's pretty much digital, digital only focused. Okay, that makes sense. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, trying to like come up with some last question. Research your audience. Okay, we don't have anything about researching the audience, right? And finding about your customer. Who is your target yeah. audience? Yeah, we had this question. Uh, Sure. Yeah. So I think, I mean, th defining the target audience is, is, is that one's a more, I mean, that, that stays true to the traditional aspects of, you know, figuring out what pro this is how I like doing it. Um, what start with what problem you solve and align that with the target audience. Right. You know, so, you know, a lot of times a company's um, built a, a solution or even a service um, and they've done that to solve a specific problem. And so once you do that, you say, okay, We've got the pain point. We've got the solution. Who, you know, where, who has this pain, right? You know, who, who has this pain point that we're solving and really start to define them, you know, demographically, geographically, um, ethnographically, you know, just who, who, who is it? And, um, yeah. and then use that to model your personas that you build for uh, advertising online. Uh, and again, you know, we like to, I think there's a lot of assumptions that go into that, especially when, you know, with a startup or with a new product or service, the real, the most important thing is that you've got analytics um, within everything that you're doing um, so that as you validate those assumptions, you can see if they were right or wrong. I mean, a lot of times too, you find out that, you know, you thought your tar target audience was this type of person on this platform online and you realize, wow, you know, there's actually a greater opportunity over here. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of, you know, making some assumptions, but also casting a pretty wide net to start, you know, to see, to see where the clicks come from and, um, and then uh, hone, continue to kind of hone those things in um, over time. Perfect. Uh, so, so how about the last one? Um, Something about uh, maybe like engaging with the with the audience because once once you publish this content on your website and then you use social media uh, platforms to distribute that uh, through different channels, then you also need to you know like pay like engage with people, right? Answer to their mm -hmm. comments uh, if they have any questions. Just yep. be active on social media, not only like, you know, uh, schedule this in buffer or something like that and then forget about this till the next week, mm -hmm. uh, but also engage with your, with, with your audience, right? So maybe the last question should be uh, something like, you know, how to stay, uh, how to engage with your audience. Sure. Yeah, so I, I think engaging with your audience, uh, it's really, you really have to think about it um, in two different ways. One, um, there's, there's companies that are more transactional in nature and whether that's on or offline, um, they're, you know, typically B2C and the interactions I think are exponentially, um, more important kind of in that area. Right. So a restaurant, for instance, I mean, managing and responding to reviews and, and, and then actually doing things based on that feedback. Right. So it's not just like activity online that says, Hey, you know, we heard that the chicken parm was cold 
and uh, we're working to alleviate that, but then actually have something internally that allows you to take that feedback and, and make good on it. You know, that's one good thing about social media in that scenario is it should just make products and services better, you know, um, and uh, the cream will rise to the top. So, you know, if you're doing something that's more transactional, very B2C focused, I think those online interactions and responding to, you know, uh, uh, somebody who, you know, who mentions you on Twitter and says something negative about your product or service, I mean, you got to be able to respond to that in real time. I mean, it's extremely important. On the, yes. uh, you know, on the, on the B2B side, um, you know, let's, and again, I'll use us as an example. Um, it, it's a little, it's, it's slightly different. I mean, we, we do have those things where we do need to handle, um, you know, uh, comments and feedback online, but most importantly, it's about being relevant and being in front of the eyes of your target audience. So our target audience might not always need to design and develop a, a web app or a mobile app or implement a digital marketing strategy. Um, but their awareness of our brand and it being kind of in their feed periodically and it being there seemingly in a very educational manner, in a, in a non kind of in your face uh, sales and marketing manner allows us to just kind of be relevant with that content and front of mind. So they might not be in the buy mode currently, but hey, two days from now they might hear from a, a, a colleague, hey, we were looking at implement this project and they say, Oh, wait a minute. That's right. You know, Hanneke design. I just saw something they posted. Let's connect those dots. Uh, that's how I see it again for kind of our side, uh, for, for, for a company like ours, that's, that's, that's been a huge benefit for us. And I, I can attribute, you know, many opportunities through, uh, that exact scenario. Okay. So, so the last one, uh, if, if we have the, on the list, uh, you know, how to engage or how to or why you should engage with your audience engage with your audience and then we can talk about b2b and b2c and and you can explain like elaborate on that okay um, perfect so i think we can start i have 11 questions do you want me to read them or you, you're just ready to start Oh, so we're going to kind of do all that over again? Oh, uh, yes, we just like ran through them, uh, but it was kind of chaotic. So, you know, I just wanted to brainstorm with you those questions. Uh, so okay. you, you don't have more, uh, more time. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I just thought I was answering them uh, because uh -huh. I thought you were recording it. <laughs> Yes, I'm recording, but you know, I, I just wanted to have those questions. But uh, if if it's okay with you, if you can answer like you know in one sentence or two sentences to each, we don't have yeah. to make it super long if you don't have time. Uh, sure. And I will, no, no, it's all good. I will try to use it, your answers, you know. But I was like kind of brainstorming questions, so it's not sure. going to be professional on the podcast. But I can still use it for social media, you know, because your answers were great. But yeah, so so if I if if the one if my if the the way I answered it already is better than yeah. the way I answer it right now, you could use that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, okay. because yeah, okay. Um, hello, everyone. This is Arek Dvornichak from eBayDesign.com, and today on my podcast, I'm going to interview Jody Haneki, and we are going to talk about social media marketing strategy. Hey, Jody, how are you? Uh, very good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for taking time to do this podcast. And uh, let's start with some basics. Uh, what are the basics of social media strategy? 
Sure. So the, um, the basics of social media strategy um, are essentially um, about, in, in my mind, it's extending, you know, what we've done in a physical world and the virtual world, right? So as far as networking, um, socializing even, um, the, the way you interact with people and you build relationships, social media strategy allows you to take that and scale that online through uh, the various digital media platforms. Yes, that totally makes sense. So, uh, you know, you you can go to social uh, networking events and now you are on on social media platforms, right? But uh, similar um, um, things apply. Basically, you have to interact with people, create, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> talk about what you do and how you do it, maybe show some of the case studies and then engage with people and answer their questions, right? Sure, yeah, and, and you know, the, the, the real value with um, social media marketing is scale. So you, you, you take what's, you know, what had been done traditionally um, with networking and, and, uh, and connecting with people and, and kind of building your brand, and with social media marketing, you could take that and scale it exponentially. You know, it really, um, it really helps in that regard. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. Uh, so um, do you have any tips um, in terms of uh, content marketing strategy? Because social media is all about content. And, and so what would you like, what kind of tips you can give us to uh, create content? Sure. Yeah, so, you know, talking about social media marketing is, is it's really not the starting point. The starting point is what is your content marketing strategy, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, in that, in that regard, it, it's kind of the new version of marketing, which is not, is, is kind of less in your face sales and more about like, Hey, who is our target audience? Um, what type of content are they interested in? That's kind of related to our industry or our area of specialization. How can we create unique and compelling content around that, um, that our target audience is interested in consuming and then, and then publish that, um, and, and then the social media strategy really is a way to get people to engage with said content. So, um, every, I mean, the, the, it needs to start with a strong foundation and that strong foundation is a content marketing strategy. I see that totally makes sense. So, uh, you know, you already mentioned, uh, doing your research and, and finding about your target audience. Can you elaborate on that? How, how to do that, how to perform that research? Uh, to sure. find about your target audience. Sure, sure. Yeah. So usually at the point where you're trying to define your target audience, um, you've usually already have like your product or service, right? Um, and I think what you need to do is take a step back and say, all right, what, what problem are we solving? So you make sure you can clearly, clearly articulate that there's a pain point, that you have a solution, that you do it unique and more compelling than your target audience, or I'm sorry, than your competitors. And then yeah. you say, okay, well, well, who in this market has this pain, you know, and they have it to the level where, you know, they have a high, uh, high level of need as far as uh, need to buy is concerned. And then you start making some assumptions. And again, I use the word assumptions all the time because, you know, until you actually um, perform uh, any, any form of digital marketing, um, you, you are making some assumptions, right? So you make some assumptions about who they are, where they are, um, where they hang out online. And then that's, those are the platforms you target. Now, um, there's a lot of folks in the, in the marketing world who say like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to exclude certain things and we're going to just focus on, let's say LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. 
Um, I am confident that your best move in the beginning and the early stages, especially if it's an emerging product or service or a startup, is to cast a, make those assumptions but cast the net a little bit wider than you, than, than, than you would normally think because you'd be surprised on where you might find people. It might not be exactly where you're looking. So I think, you know, define the target audience, put some thought into it, figure out, you know, the, the, salute, your, the pain points, the solutions, the target audience, make those assumptions. But then when you start out, I, I, would, I would cast a, a wider net and then make sure that, you know, analytics are in place and you're really looking at things and figuring out where's the activity, where are the clicks, and then where are the best results. Yeah, so you can focus more on that. And, uh, and, and how about doing research, researching your competitors? Do you have any tips on, you know, finding about uh, your competitors and, you know, what they, perhaps what they do and implementing those, uh, you know, just being there because since, or, since it already works for them that, you know, they must be doing something right. So perhaps it can save us some time and just, you know, we can check on them and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, in the area of, of, um, social media strategy and marketing, um, you know, def- taking a real uh, deep look and research into the competitive landscape is not only going to help you see what they are doing that is successful and things that maybe you do want to adopt, but also like what the white space is uh, within the competitive landscape. So, you know, the idea being that, you know, you've got five, you know, direct competitors out there and they're addressing very similar things, but hey, there's this one area or one unique part of our solution that they're not, maybe we need to hang our hat on there so that we can stand out and, like I said, fill in that white space within, within the market. I think people underestimate looking at comparable um, uh, companies too, not just competitors, right? So th- this is the way that I think disruption happens is that you, you say, how do I take what's working in this industry and take that model and apply it to this completely different arena or industry? Um, yeah. So not only looking at competitors, but looking at comparables, you know, um, as far as, especially in marketing and social media marketing, you know, there's so much innovation out there. You know, you might find, you might be selling uh, wrenches, um, but you know, some online uh, clothing retailer is doing something pretty unique and compelling and you say, Oh, that's a good strategy. You know, and I think that might make sense over here. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of really um, interesting things that can come out of that exercise. Yeah. That's a great tip actually. Uh, not just checking on your competitors, but actually checking, you know, just, you know, if you see something that is, that works, uh, perhaps you can implement it, even if it's different industry, it's, it's totally unrelated, but you know, it works for them. So you can perhaps, you know, try and see if it works for you. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's actually a, a, a leapfrogging from just saying, Hey, what are our competitors doing? Um, that's working for them and how do we adopt that? But Hey, how do we take something completely, off the wall from a, you know, uh, innovation standpoint, apply it here. And then now all of a sudden we're, we're, we're standing out, right. Because we're doing things differently here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so how about creating engaging content? Uh, you know, people, people say that, you know, the best way to create content is, is, uh, is to actually create, you know, um, videos and, and then it would be audio next and then text would be probably last on the list. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the numbers are there to support that. Um, multimedia content, video content, audio content. 
mean, all of that stuff um, uh, definitely um, rates better as far as uh, responses are concerned. Um, the challenge there is just, you know, just the dedicated production time and effort required to produce that content, right? You know, it's yeah. it's pretty easy to, to whip out a tweet. Um, it's a lot more challenging to create like a five-page, you know, white paper on some, you know, advanced topic. So I think what we do is we try to have a mix of those things. You know, we... Um, we try to create that long form content um, and publish to our website on a, on a once a week basis. Uh, but then we supplement that um, on a daily, uh, daily basis with shorter form content, which might not be um, linking back to a new and unique uh, piece of long form content on our website. It might be linking back to an existing page or, you know, it might be, uh, you know, something related to working for our company and linking to our contact or our careers page. Um, so the idea is to, to figure out like, you know, what your overall content marketing strategy is for us. It's publishing, you know, case studies and articles on work that we're doing very kind of educational in nature and then figure out, you know, how often you can actually execute on that and then supplement that with uh, shorter form content, um, throughout the week. Okay. I understand. So, so the key is actually to have a long form content and then from that, uh, you can create some you know, other types of like micro content for social media. Uh, so, uh, so that way you can, uh, you know, post every day without you having to spend, you know, so much time on production because it's really time consuming. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and the idea there is to be, is to just be in the feed in a way that's non-intrusive um, and you're out there and you're active and you're communicating with your audience. Um, but at the same time, you're providing, something that's meatier, right? That's got some, some more value to it um, on a schedule as well. And, you know, that's probably the most important thing I can tell you from social media marketing perspective is concerned is, is, is execution. It's just creating a, a calendar and, uh, and your targets for frequency and then executing on it. I mean, you know, that, that's the name of the game, really. Um, you, you know, you want to know how to, how to be effective. It's basically do it, you know, and do and, and create your schedule and stay on it. And, um, yeah. and then in, in that regard, you know, you really have to look at your, your internal marketing department and say, you know, we're, it's really not what it used to be marketing, right? It's, we're basically a publishing platform. Every brand, every company out there needs to, needs to basically reinvent how they approach marketing and say, Hey, you know, we're going to act like a publisher of content period, yeah, you know, sure. and then we're going to yeah. advertise that content through our different channels online and we're going to have an editorial calendar or schedule and, you know, we're going to dedicate the resources uh, in order to make that happen. Yeah. You are a newspaper, you're a TV show, sure. you're a publisher. Uh, so, so now how do I find out like, um, what social platforms should I use? I know that you already mentioned that, you know, LinkedIn is probably best for B2B. Uh, you know, I hear sometimes, uh, uh, business owners saying that, you know, we probably shouldn't be on Instagram. It's not for us. Um, our target audience is, is probably not there. We should only just focus on LinkedIn. Um, what do you have, like, what kind of tips you can give us to, to help us, to help us figure out what social media platforms should we use? Is it just a competitive research or what do you think? Well, I think the competitive research helps. Um, but again, that's still, that's still just assuming. I think, I think what you want to do is, you know, again, I, I don't look at things as black and white as that, especially without the data to support it. Um, I, I would assume that, you know, B2B, you know, LinkedIn is probably the way to go. But I mean, look, let's face it, we, we 
our company performs very well on Facebook and Instagram, right? You know, so I, I, I'd like to make some assumptions, but then just keep an eye on, on the results. So again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about figuring out where your target audience is. It's also figuring out where they are. Um, I, I'd like to cast a, a little bit of a wider net on that and then look at the results and then tune it from there because you might be surprised by where the best activity comes from. Or, hey, you know, we're getting a lot of engagement in this platform, but we're not getting a lot of leads, right? Okay. You know, so, and then the real, I mean, the most important part of that is if you're, if you're doing anything from a paid perspective too, right? This is going to help you figure out where to put your, put your dollars. You know, so if you're, if you're doing paid advertising and you're doing it across these different platforms and realize um, pretty quickly that your return on investment is higher somewhere else, you can reallocate those dollars towards the, where you're going to get the better results. So as far as kind of figuring out what platform, I kind of see that, that the same way as the target audience. Make some assumptions, but don't leave too much out. And then um, look at the results. Figure out what's, where you're getting the best results, and that's where you can start to double down your efforts. Yeah, and then tweak it. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that totally makes sense. And uh, uh, how about, uh, so, okay, so I already know I should, I should use uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, you know, and, and then see what works for me. And how about um, some tactical tips, you know, how to post on those social media platforms? Because each of those social media platforms, uh, they have, you know, they are different. Sure. Yeah, so, also yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I think a, a common mistake um, that people make is they try to automate that whole process, right? So they create a piece of content on their website, blog, journal, whatever, and then they want to automate the process of, um, of sharing that uh, with link backs and in, into the various different social media platforms. Um, the problem is you really need to kind of tailor the message and the imagery per platform. You know, there a lot of times you'll see it all the time where, you know, somebody's, you know, thumbnail of the, the related to the article is cropped in a way that's just suboptimal and, you know, uh, you know, bastardizes the brand, you know, because they're just taking one piece of content, not optimizing it per channel. So um, I think the same is the same is true for the language, you know, you different, maybe a slightly different style, different length of, of, content, um, how you, you know, how and if you hashtag or mention other people. I mean, that's very unique stuff per platform. And I think the, um, the, the level of polish just in professionalism goes way up when you just treat each platform uniquely, um, you know, all marketing the same piece of content and driving back to the same piece of content, but, but the visual and, and written format needs to be optimized per platform. Yeah. Um, so uh, can, you, can you walk us through uh, using hashtags and keywords and, and tagging other people and how to go about that? Sure, yeah, I mean, um, one of the, um, one of the um, most effective uh, social media campaigns that we ran um, was uh, for a, uh, it was actually for a food truck rally in downtown Tampa. And we're, that's where our uh, office is located. And we're very involved in the local community and, 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 and that sort of thing. And, and uh, what we did is we created a piece of content. We shot uh, video interviews of the various different chefs and their food trucks and whatnot. And then we, um, 
we edited that into a, you know, a, a, a short kind of viral social media video. And then uh, it was uh, the, the food truck rally was put on by the mayor and the city of Tampa. So we went ahead and created that content, shared it in social media. And then we went ahead and tagged those uh, various other entities, the mayor's office, the city of Tampa. And, um, you know, that was probably our most successful uh, video that uh, post that we've ever posted. And I think it's, it's really important to figure out like, hey, how can we create content that others would enjoy and share within their, their, uh, their circle of uh, folks online? And I think that's a real, real important part of the strategy is to figure out how you can, you can um, leverage um, other entities with a following with the content that you're creating. Now, you know, you, 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 this can't be an arbitrary thing where you're just, you know, uh, you know, including and mentioning folks with a huge following, but there's no relationship to the content itself, right? So you have to figure out like, hey, you know, what content we could, can we create um, that's interesting and relevant to, to who we are as a company, uh, but also is uh, compelling uh, for others? And then, and then uh, tag and mention those folks as well. Yeah. And um, how about from visual standpoint, how to stay consistent with your brand identity uh, design. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to just optimization, like I said earlier. It's just really crafting, you know, the post on a per platform basis so that you can make sure that, you know, if you're including images, um, iconography, uh, photographs, that, you know, they're being displayed in a manner that's extremely consistent with your brand. Um, now, the, the, the style, um, that you use in on the on the communication side on the written word side you know it's slightly different um based on the platform right you know just kind of the way in which you word things and the length um and you know it's a little bit different from linkedin to let's say instagram right um so i think it's just paying attention it's really just paying attention and really crafting um a unique post per platform um, is, is the way to make sure that your brand is, is being um, effectively communicated across all the different channels. Yeah. Okay. So if, if I already, you know, I know who my customers are, I know what to post, I've done some research, I've created uh, uh, pillar content, long form content, and then, you know, out of this content, I created some images, static images, some short videos, you know, audio files, whatever it is, infographics, now, how to go about, um, and I created content for, for uh, micro content for, you know, respecting each social media. And now, uh, how do I schedule all of this? Uh, is there like, do I have to pay attention for, you know, when do I post? How many times a day do I post? Um, do you use some kind of uh, marketing calendar? Sure. Yeah. So, um, the answer to that question is going to come through kind of trial and error because it's, it's dependent on who the target is when they're online, when they're not online. I mean, it's going to be vastly different between, you know, a, um, a local bar and restaurant um, versus a company that's selling, you know, business to business uh, uh, software solutions. Um, it, it really depends. And um, so again, it's, I know kind of saying the same thing, but it goes back to making some assumptions based on, on that, right. Who they are, um, what, what, what timing might make the most sense. But at the same time, it also goes back to looking at the analytics and saying, Hey, you know, when we post on Tuesday, our newsletter, um, or, 
on, on Tuesday mornings, um, we get a much higher response rate than Friday afternoons, right? So I think start with the assumptions and then, and then monitor and see what's working and what's not. But the most important thing is, you know, you said the word schedule, is to have a schedule. Just execute, right? You know, and then, and then try different things out, see if it moves the dial, alter the timing, and then uh, move forward from there. Yeah, and, and and then also don't don't forget to you know engage with your audience and 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 also if they have any questions you know answer those questions and and sure. um, engage with them right because this is uh, I see it a lot of people just post different things on social media and then just leave it like that like that even if you know other people yeah. have some questions and yep. yeah yeah I think I think you know um, if, if there's a there's a pretty big difference between a company. Uh, that's say like a, a restaurant, you know, or a company that that's more transactional in nature. Um, I think they're going to see more activity as far as reviews, comments, feedback. I mean, that stuff's going to be flowing in in real time. And in that scenario, you really have to. The sooner you could respond, the sooner you could be kind of proactive, um, the better. And in, in those scenarios. And then also, like you know, I'm a believer that that type of feedback is really valuable if you want to create a sustainable company. You know, so it's not only about being you know, reacting to someone's feedback, but, you know, if you don't take that and go ahead and make changes or improvements on your, on your product or services, then, you know, you're going to wind up um, in, in a bad situation competitively or maybe even out of business, right? So I think in those scenarios, it's really important to engage in that dialogue. Um, and it says a lot, uh, especially if you do it in, uh, in, in, in a very uh, rapid manner. Um, and then, you know, on the, on the, on the, let's say B2B side or people that are selling, you know, um, things that are kind of less transactional, you know, a lot of it comes down to brand awareness because, you know, the, the more active you are out there, you know, you will get some feedback here and there, maybe some comments on your blog posts and whatnot. But the reality is what you're doing is you're trying to stay relevant in front of your target audience. You know, it really is about that brand awareness so that, you know, those folks might not be making a buying decision right there, you know, again, non-transactional, mm -hmm. but you know, they might, you know, they might be, let's, let's say our company, for example, we're, we're, posting an article, winds up in somebody's feed, and then two days later, one of their colleagues says, you know, hey, you know, we were looking to build or design this, this, this uh, web application, and they say, oh, wait a minute, you know, you got to talk to those guys over at Haneke Design, you know, because we were there, right, so we're front of mind. So it's, it's really, you know, unique um, based on the type of business, based on who the target audience is, um, but you can make some pretty solid assumptions and then just uh, verify those through analytics over time. Yeah, and and uh, don't forget about your audience and um and, and engage with them. Don't just leave it like that. Thank you very much for uh, taking time to do this podcast. Can you can you share with us some contact information and for people who you know want to hear more about what you do and perhaps see some of your work and sure. and, and and how to find about you and, and your company and and the sure. services. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Jody Haneke, President and CEO of Haneke Design, and uh, all information at HaneckeDesign.com. And um, you can email me at jhaneke at haneckedesign.com. Thank you very much. All right, no problem. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So this is it for today's episode. And make sure to go and check out Jody's website and follow him on social media. And you can find all the links on this episode's page at ebekdesign.com forward slash podcast forward slash six. So thanks for tuning in and if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my podcast for more tips on branding, strategy and design. This was Arek Dvorniczak from eBay Design.